Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of 90 Minutes with the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. Tonight, we are joined by one of the standout performers of the opening months of Swindon Town's 2022-23 campaign, a man that has cemented his place at left-back since his loan arrival from Burton Albion took place in August. Bringing a ferocious yet calming influence to the STFC defensive line, this man has consistently impressed down the left flank, both in attack and in defence. From pinpoint whipping deliveries to thunderous challenges, he can do it all. Wise men tell us to never fall in love with lone players. Well, I think we might be all failing at that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct privilege to present to you Mr Fraser Blake Tracy. How are you, Fraser? <laughs> what, an in- uh, <laughs> what an introduction. Oh, mate, I'll try. I'll try. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, lad? Yeah, yeah, not bad, pal, not bad. Um... Buzzing to have you on, Fraser. We've got loads of questions to get through, mate. We've, uh, you're a popular boy. You're a popular boy. <laughs> no, I look forward to answering all the questions you got for me. Happy days, happy days. Uh, before we jump in, we'll introduce you to our panel that I've got with me tonight. Uh, we'll start off with Ellis, our resident champion. How's it going, Ellis? Good evening, people. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, this will be a good one, won't it? Yeah. Um, we've got Nick Judd. Juddy, how's it going, mate? I'm very well. How are you guys all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, me too. Uh, we've got Mike Yavuz. Mike, how's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, I wasn't there. be chatting a phrase. I'll be on land you guys. Happy days. We've also got the heir to the Hammerhand fortune, Archer. How's it going, mate? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, lovely, lovely to be back on again. I'm surprised you let me back on, to be fair, but um, here I am, so. I've only let you back on, mate, because you told me your beer funds have gone down. Yeah. <laughs> very kind, <laughs> very kind. <laughs> Happy days. Well, we'll jump straight into it. Um, now, Fraser, we've labelled tonight's show as your second debut. You you might remember after the home game against Newport, we grabbed you for a post-match interview. Um, unfortunately, we experienced some technical difficulties. They never saw the light of day. We kind of <laughs> we kind of blame one of our panelists tonight for that. For that, um, no mate, no you don't. He, he knows who he is. No, you don't. Well, <laughs> is that full blame or is that partial blame? Who's <laughs> whose fault is it? No, it is well, it's definitely partial blame. Partial blame. We cannot. Uh, we cannot narrow it down to uh, what the, the issue was. It could have been technical. It could have been um, me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was my phone, to be fair. I'll take the blame on that one. It was my phone. But... 50-50 then. Exactly. We'll all share the blame. We'll all share the blame. I blame Joe. Yeah. That's fair so enough. I'll take it then. All right. <laughs> it's not a blame game, people. Come on. Um <laughs> Anyway, let's jump into some questions, shall we? So we've got the first one uh, from Casey on Twitter. It's quite a simple question to jump into. We had a bit of a controversial answer from Tom Clayton last week, which was amazing. She's just asking, what team did you support growing up? Oh, um, I'm the same as Clayton. Uh, oh, actually, did he say Manchester United? He did. Oh, no, no, I'm definitely not. What Clay said. I'm a I'm a Liverpool uh, Liverpool fan, so yeah. Um, ever since I've grown up, my family have just always been Liverpool, and yeah, I've just always associated myself with them. Uh, well, we're not all perfect. 
We're not all perfect. Yeah, but... yeah. No, not all perfect. Right. <laughs> right. Who do a few of the boys support then? Uh, Arch, what have you got I, up next, I mate? Think... Uh, right, yeah, yeah, sweet. So, um, next up, again from uh, Casey. Um, but some players um, seem to. But do you have any pre-match uh, superstitions? So, I don't know, a certain, certain pair of underwear or um, is there anything before a match that you always do? Um, I'm not really a superstitious one. Um, what I am though is I like to try and get at least nine to ten hours sleep before a game. So if we're in a hotel, uh, like away from home, I'll uh, I'll miss out on breakfast, and then my pre-match will be like two meals. Whereas if I'm at home in Swindon here, I won't wake up and have breakfast. I'll uh, just eat at lunchtime, but I'll eat quite a lot at lunch. But other than that, I'm not really superstitious or anything. Interesting, interesting. How does that work on a... Oh, sorry, Nick, go on, mate. I was going to say, how does that work on um, on away games when you're away with the, with the other teammates then, Fraser? Does everyone kind of let you have your sleep or you, I would have thought that there'd be people like waking each other up, keeping each other up, that sort of thing? Um, so when you're on away games, you usually share a room with one of the other boys. Uh, my room is Sol Brin. And uh, he's an early riser, so he'll just wake up and he'll uh, he'll go down for breakfast and leave me sleeping. And then, yeah, we the first thing we have to report our oh, breakfast is optional, so it's up to you if you want to have it or not. I don't have it; I sleep in. And then we have like pre-match about half eleven if it's a three o'clock kickoff, and then I'll wake up a bit later and then just. Uh, have a few meals before then, but no, no real superstitions. That's an epic eating sleeping combo. Yeah, I need I need my sleep, lad. I need my sleep before a game. <laughs> uh, Nick, you've got the next question, mate. I have, yeah. Just um, just relating to sort of your the sort of early days in your career, Fraser, really, because it, obviously it looks like you sort of started quite late in sort of professional terms yeah did you have any sort of youth team experience at a pro club or was it sort of just um sort of non-league route in um because i'm norwich based that's where i'm originally from i was uh i was in between norwich and ipswich as a youngster but i always got told i was too small yeah so then it got to about 15 or 16 and i kind of got sick of like getting told I've been too small so uh I joined like one of the best like development centers in Norwich and then it kind of it kind of went from there I kind of got to about 16 17 and someone offered me a little bit of money to play men's football and then ever since then it just went higher and higher and yeah now playing professional I think I turned professional when I was about 22 or 3 at Peterborough but yeah, yeah, I came up through the non-league, uh, non-league way, and I wouldn't change it. There seems to be a few more of these, like sort of satellite, sort of academy, sort of alternative routes in, aren't there now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like the some people fall through like uh, the net sort of thing out of academies, and like you say, there's only a certain amount of positions for boys in academies, and there's a lot of talented young boys, so people miss out and. 
it's whether they've got like the motivation to like kind of go again. Do you, do you know what I mean? After getting knocked back, so yeah, non-league. I would always, uh, I'd always uh, advise it to young boys because that's kind of where you start to learn like men's football and like yeah. responsibilities. So no, I definitely advise that route as well. I hope you've showed any scouts at Norwich or Ipswich your like headed jewels win ratio because you're basically a hundred percent. For a lad that's too yeah. small, you do well in the air. Yeah, I, uh, I I back I back myself. Um, yeah, for sure. And yeah, um, I'd like to think I got a good leap, but most of it's about time and and if you kind of uh, yeah, if you if the ball's anywhere in the air and I'm in the vicinity, I'd uh, back myself to go win it. So would I, mate. So would I. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just a quick one. Um, just when Nick said about the, the development academies, I'm pretty sure Mo Darbre uh, came through Valencia Academy. Um, it's just kind of another one to kind of add just onto that. It really has become more of a thing. You think Ellis um, as well? Ellis came through an academy, didn't he? I can't remember what they're called, but um, he was picked up from some kind of sort of Independent academy when Scott Lindsay was in charge of the A teams. Mm. So yeah, yeah it's, mate, it's definitely a it's a good thing that's, that's around. Think about yeah, how many players drop through the net. There's a couple of documentaries around at the moment. I think there's one on Sky and another one on I don't know Amazon or Netflix or whatever. But there's, there seems to be a few few of these academies, and they basically sort of like I think some of the, some of them sort of specifically focus on like catchments around London, the sort of cages and stuff, but. There's definitely a lot of players that seem to be slipping through the the nets when it comes to the academies and stuff. And it could be like you, you mentioned, Fraser, you know, players that might be too small at a certain age or whatever. But obviously players develop at different ages and stuff, don't they? And and what, what doesn't work for one club might work for another. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, uh, academy academies can only take on a certain amount of people. And there's, uh, there's hundreds, thousands, if not millions of young boys wanting to play football so not everyone gets the chance and like I said if you've got the motivation and the like, opportunity from elsewhere then uh, there's always a lot of opportunities out there yeah 100% 100% uh, Mike what's the next question buddy uh, really quickly just wanted to mention the last question was from John Saunders via Twitter and this uh, next question is from uh, Mark from Kent so, um, next question is, describe Ginny, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in one word. <laughs> you know, uh, you know the gif where Jose Mourinho says, uh, if I talk, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's, the, that's probably the gif I'll use, if I talk, I'm in big trouble. No, uh, to keep it professional, sometimes in football, you just don't uh, see eye to eye with certain people and that's just kind of how it went, really. Uh, no bad words against him, but yeah, we just didn't really get on. Um, Why did he have to so, leave yeah. while you were still kind of on the books at Burton? He could have waited to the end of the season, couldn't he? But yeah, well, he didn't like me. I didn't like him. It was a recipe for disaster. So, nah, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> um, Ellis, what we got next, mate? Yeah. Uh, got one in from Daz Smith on Twitter um, how much does it cost to have your name on your shirt <laughs> I don't know you know 
yeah, I might have to shorten my name. I might just have to get Blake or just Tracy on the back just to help someone out. Um, yeah, no, sure. yeah I, I have no idea. That the hyphen as well don't really help. <laughs> I think we've got. I think we've got hoops on here at the moment, so I'm sure we could get an answer. I Stevie Hooper and Jonah. I said I'd mention them, but two like really important people at the club. Two of my favourite people at the club. Really good people. Both legends of the Stumble. Legends, yeah, worry. that's the word for them. Absolute <laughs> legends. Um, on that one, I'm trying to do it in my head. If you count in a pound, a pound or lesser, a five or a number, you're looking at like I don't even know, almost thirty grand. grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one wants me on the back of their shirt. Get someone who's scoring the goals. <laughs> now I want a Blake Tracy shirt. Cheers, Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Juddy, so can't afford it, mate. <laughs> F- FBT will do. Um, Fraser, did you um, ever discuss uh, Swindon with Johnny Smith when you're at Burton? Did he sort of advise you at all prior to your move down here? Did who? Sorry, Johnny Smith. Johnny oh Smith. yeah, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Johnny, what a what a good guy. Um, no, I didn't really speak to him much before I came I didn't even ask him about it because I didn't even know he was here but then when I got into the kit room uh Hoops and uh Jonah showed me like one of his shirts on the wall and they were like did you know Johnny was here I was like oh yeah well I didn't really like know he was here before um but Reedy was here before so I had a little uh uh, Reedy I was with Reedy at Peterborough sorry so yeah. I had a little conversation with him before I came to Swindon and he had nothing but good things to say. Well, that's something that's good. Yeah, I think um, Johnny was here for a, 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 half a season. Yeah. He scored in his debut, didn't he, fellas? I think he did, yeah. Sharp one, wasn't it? In the cup. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. Cool. Um, just saying about didn't know Johnny Smith was here. You were on the bench against us, Johnny Smith for us, I think, when uh, we played you away. Was it 3 1? I think. Yeah, yeah Jack, I think, Jack, yeah, early I, on, think I remember that game. You guys come back 3 1. Yeah, I think uh, I remember that game. Um, you, you, you played good football back then. And yeah, I think you scored first, didn't you? He's just checking the internet, I reckon. Yeah, is, is, have we lost Joe? Is Joe's... <laughs> I think we have lost Joe. Oh, no, Joe's um, had a stop. Who, who, who had the next I'm question? Back. Anyway, yeah. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. like that, Joe. I, I started panicking. I want Joe. I started panicking. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on swiftly. Uh, it's me. Look at that. Luck. Um... What did you think when you first pulled into the car, uh, county ground car park? What were your first impressions of the stadium? Um, yeah, like a decent club. Um, and then the longer I've been here, I've realised this is like a proper football club. No disrespect to like a team like Burton. They uh, like they, the the fan base and everything isn't anywhere near like a Swindon, do you know what I mean? I came, even the first game, I was like, wow, this is a proper football club with proper like fans, do you know what I mean? You can sometimes on the pitch, 
you can bet like you can't hear the person talking next to you. So no, I thought I'm, I'm delighted to be here and I'm delighted to like be playing for a proper football club. Oh, we lost Joe again. Yeah, I mean, speaking speaking about uh, mm. car parks, there's um, there's a certain a certain fan who likes to um, likes to likes to come around. I don't know if you've met him. Football Phil. Does that name ring any bells? It doesn't ring any bells. Oh, you don't know Football Phil. He tends to walk about. He's an older gentleman, and um, he he at the moment he wears like a Barcelona hat. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to help at all. Is it a bucket hat? No, it's not. It's like, it's like a cap. If you if you don't know him, you don't know him. But if you if you don't, you will eventually. Um, but it's 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 uh, right on. I think we'll we'll skip over that question then. What what a transition that was, by the way. I must say, Arch, it was a great yeah, transition. Thank you, thank you, question. thank you very much. I think I think our next question is uh, is Nick. Yeah, it is indeed. So this one comes from Pie Man on on Twitter. Um, what's the best thing um, about playing for Swindon so far? What have you enjoyed the most? Um, probably leading on from the question I just answered was just playing for like that many fans. You know what I mean? I think I think I saw a stat the other day. It's the second highest attendance in League Two after Bradford. And when like when you walk out, you could like most games now just feel like proper football games rather than. Rather than just yeah, just poor game sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely walking out and playing in front of a decent fan base. Yes, yeah, good. The, the attendance has been building through last season into this. Well, I'm boys to carrying that. I think I'm back. Can anyone hear me? <laughs> yeah, mate. We, got we can. Loud 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 Sound. I'm sweating. I'm absolutely bottling this. Um, what was the last <laughs> question that was asked? Who asked it? Was it Nick? Uh, we've just had, we've just uh, we've just had the best thing about playing for Swindon. Okay. From Pie Man. Mike, you're up next, mate. Save us again. <laughs> All right. So um, this is a simple question. Who's the best trainer at the club? I guess they mean like coach. Who's the best trainer or coach at the club? Oh, good question. Um, who is the best trainer? I'd like to think I'm professional and do training right. Who else is a good trainer? Um, probably, I'd say like the older boys. Ben Gladwin's a very good trainer. Um, he's a top, a top player as well, so he brings his quality. He's one to like encourage the boys. If training's not going as well, someone makes a mistake. Yeah, I'd say probably Ben Gladwin. Do you reckon there's a lot of that in in the squad at the moment where players just sort of have that like that camaraderie? I could, have, uh, I could have said Ben Gladwin from the start. There, to be fair, I think you can tell. Yeah, but yeah, Ben. Uh, if I, oh, when I watched the playoffs last season, when it was away uh, at Port Vale, I was like, "How's like what's going on with like?" Gladwin, why is like he not playing? And I realised he had a good team and he came back from injury. And for me this season, like I don't know how he's in this league because he's been so good that yeah, he's just a top top player. I don't know how he's here. I don't know how he's ended up here, but it's like it's a pleasure to play with him. Just um, sort of on a side note, um, I don't think Joe can hear anyone. So if he interrupts anyone. This is internet. <laughs> yeah, it's going very well for Joe tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I've got the next one. 
You do indeed, Ellis. You do indeed. Um, so, who has the worst banter at SM1? Oh, oh, absolutely easy answer. Say <laughs> do calm. Oh, oh, me oh, to you... sleep all the time. Because I, I get the impression from his Instagram story, to be fair. You see some of the stuff he puts out. It is, it is top quality. It is brilliant. I, I don't know how you can sit there and tell us all that he's got the worst banter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm probably being harsh on him. Uh, we, we do have a good laugh. The, oh, if I'm yeah, if I'm being honest, the worst banter. Oh, I don't want to stitch anyone up here. Can we get can we get a hint? Can we get a hint? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to. Come on, no, say someone. You do have to. Yeah, yeah, you do. All right, you do have to. It's it's probably Connor Brand, the new goalkeeper. <laughs> Oh, yeah, shocked him right. Yeah, yeah. Just, from, I had to be honest. From Tom, we have heard that he absolutely um, butchered his uh, what was it? His initiation song as well. Um, <laughs> supposedly, that's that's also something he seems to be getting a little bit too much stick on the certain Robert Large podcast at the moment. But yeah, um, that was the, that was up there with one of the worst initiations I've ever <laughs> seen. It was terrible. What do you say? I think oh, he sung maybe an Ed Sheeran song. Oh, but no, the way he, I, I think so. Oh, he but was the way he sung it was just, yeah, it was terrible. That sounds dramatic. <laughs> right. Joe, are you back in business for your question, mate? Uh, I'll give it a go if you boys can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we've got you. Yeah, sure can. Okay, perfect. Um, how difficult was the jump from the Southern League to League One? That's from Nathan on WhatsApp. Um, yeah, it it was definitely a, a bit a big jump. I was always confident in my abilities, um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely learnt a lot. Um, I kind of learnt on the job as well because I kind of got thrown in quite early on. Because I played a few good games and then I kind of went with that momentum. And then after that momentum kind of like left me, I was kind of like then learning on the job sort of thing. But yeah, it was a big jump. The speed of play, how quickly you got to move off the ball. Yeah, it was a it was a tough jump, but one that I think I uh, took in my stride. To be fair, done a rock yourself. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> one way of putting it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Arch, move us along, buddy. Right, see, on. So, um, kind of, sort of building on that, is um, when did you first know that you would make it as a professional footballer? Or was there? Was there a moment that you thought, ah, oh, like, I, I'm going to make it? Or was it always kind of like, something you had or you know was there was there a moment or has it always kind of been there um yeah good question um I always believed that that was the only thing I wanted to do and the only career that I wanted to pursue but I had to be patient because even at like 16 I was just I, I wasn't the biggest when I was about 16 I probably looked like I was about 13 I wasn't the biggest so I had to get in the gym, had to bulk up, 
had to get stronger, fitter, um, play men's football sort of thing. But when was the first time I thought like I could do it? I had a few good uh, good season at Kings Lynn that I really thought like kicked me on. Um, but no, I, I always thought I was going to make it, but it was just about timing. Righty on. Um, okay, I think we we've had a little overlap here, so I mean, hang on one second. I mean, I might as well just ask this one again. So we're back on track. But what has been your best moment since turning pro? Um, getting promoted from League One to the Championship with uh, Peterborough. Yeah, simple answer. Getting promoted. I don't think in a footballer's career, some people never get promoted. So to get promoted, I was very grateful. And hopefully I can get one, two or many more promotions before I finish my playing career. Yeah, hopefully hopefully one this year as well. That would be that would be ideal really. <laughs> um, next up I think we've got we've got Nick. Yep. Yeah, so what's the worst advice you've ever received as a pro? What oh good question. What is the worst advice? Yeah, God um what is the worst advice? Maybe the best and worst if you've had any particularly good uh, advice as well. Um, what is the worst advice? Um, stick to what you're good at. Yeah, I can remember a coach saying, just stick to what you're good at. And I, uh, I kind of thought, oh, okay, I'll stick to what I'm good at. And then I thought, hang on, I'm limiting myself here. Do you know what I mean? Um, then, yeah, I didn't really, <laughs> I weren't working on my weaknesses. And then, yeah, I can remember, I think it was, in my like youth team days, yeah, one coach just said, "Yeah, um, stick to what you're good at," and I kind of like took it with a pinch of salt, sort of thing. But yeah, looking back now, that was definitely the worst. Nice. Right, so you're next. I think we got Mike. Okay, so um, this question is from Martin on WhatsApp, and. Um, it says, uh, what is your worst moment in a professional game? Um, worst moment. So, yeah, I, I've not really told this story before. Um, you know, when COVID hit and yeah. footballers all had to all had to kind of like go home and do whatever. Um, during that, I was road running quite a lot. So I was like, I really got into road running quite a lot to keep myself fit. And that second season where I went back to Peterborough, I really suffered really badly with uh, tendonitis. So that second season at Peterborough, I never really done myself any justice. And it kind of led into the six, first six months of my time at uh, Burton Albion. Like There was nights where I'd wake up and my knees are throbbing because I had patella tendonitis. And I can remember playing... I think it was I think it was Portsmouth away when I was at Peterborough. The other left back at the time was injured and I kept trying to train and I wasn't right to play, but I kept trying to train and play. And I played away at uh Portsmouth for Peterborough and yeah, I kinda just was miles off it. So that's probably that's one of the poorest games that I've uh, played. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next one. Um, what is the best and worst thing that has ever been said to you by fans? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, when we played Grimsby the other day, I probably can't fully explain what they said because, <laughs> yeah. But I like to, uh, when the ball goes out of play and we're winning, I kind of like to wind fans up. Yeah. Just to like maybe take a few yards extra, taking a throw in or just like a little wink or something, just to wind <laughs> them up. Yeah. You got to re- yeah, you just, uh, just got to entertain a little bit. So yeah. I think I was winking at someone and it was quite quiet. And then one man just, uh, he just said, <laughs> I can't really say it. He just called me a scruffy. <laughs> something sort of thing and yeah I just started laughing um, <laughs> yeah that that's one that we all know what quite we... recently yeah we all love a good shit house. we're famous for shit houses to be fair aren't we Sam? yeah this is the thing like as a footballer when you're constantly receiving it from the fans or games sometimes you know just giving like I said something small like a little wink or something like that it's like getting your own back in a, in a small way do you know what I mean I think I think you've just kind of got to have fun with it like <laughs> What they say, you just got to take with a pinch of salt because they obviously come to support their team and whatever. And yeah, I just, I kind of just see it as all banter, really. Do you know what I mean? I don't take it to heart or anything. So, yeah. You're showman, aren't you? At the end of the day, you're putting on a show. That's what I mean. Fans, well, whether they're your fans or other fans, they come to be entertained and they want to have a good time. They pay their money. So, they want to. They want to be entertained, and if I can wink at someone or just smile at someone and make <laughs> him a little bit more angry, then yeah, that's, then that's fine enough. by me. Um, Arch, you think you've got the next one? Yeah, mate. I think so this, this is um, last question, I think, as well, guys. By the way, I'm pretty sure. No, uh, is it mm, no, it's not. Yeah, we can keep going. I think mate. it's, it's the, the time-related thing. Um, so I mean, the next question we have is uh, what has been your best SN1 experience to date? Um, best SN1 experience? Probably making my debut. Yeah, probably making my debut. Walking out and then not realising how many fans were going to be there, how good of an atmosphere it was going to be. Um, yeah, I'd probably say my debut, but... I was going to say, because obviously, I don't think you you really, you don't see the fans, I assume, until you walk out the tunnel onto the pitch. I mean, you won't see the stadium full. Is that like, is that quite a big deal, walking out and seeing that many fans? Yeah, 100%. Like, during the warm-up, you, you, uh, you're just concentrated on, like you say, getting warm, concentrating on the game. And uh, as you walk out, you can't really concentrate on anything else other than you just hear loads of people like roar, uh, like cheering and roaring. So, um, yeah, that's definitely for sure. It gives the boys a buzz. I know that. Yeah, I can, I can imagine how good that would be. Um, next up, I think we've got a question from Joe. We have, I'm, do you know what? This whole Wi-Fi thing's blown me completely. I've lost all my timings. <laughs> I've lost where I am on the sheet. You boys Jokes. are carrying this. Sort it out, please. Oh, boys, absolute nightmare. Anyway, let's get back to business. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a big thing at town. I think this season. Who is the best table tennis player at the club? Is it you, Sol, Tyrese, or Saidu? 
Oh, God. Yeah, I ain't even giving it to him, but <laughs> it definitely is Saidu Khan. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I he, he can have the table tennis, but I'll have the pool table for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's the best table tennis. He likes to... I'll give it. I'll, that's the only thing I'll give him. I think Connor Brand and uh, Luke Jeff got given it big on Insta over Paul. No, keep them two away from it. Disaster. <laughs> right, you're next up. It's a, a little bit similar, but it's sort of table tennis. It's um, football. But um, who is the, the best player you've ever shared a pitch with? Who's the best player? The best player, uh, I'd say Ivan Tony. Yeah, when I was at yeah when I was at Peterborough, um, obviously probably wasn't performing to the levels he is now, but you could kind of see how good of a player he was and where he was going and just uh, what a top player he was. So yeah, I'd probably say Ivan Tony. Right, very nice. So next up, we have got a question from Nick, I believe. If we if we still got Nick. I can jump in for Nick on this yeah, one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how do you unwind after a match, Fraser? How do I unwind? Um, I think you've just kind of got to switch off after a game. Like, the whole week, you just prep, prep, prep. Think of football. Think of this. Think of all the things that you need to do. And then when football's done, as much as I care about it, you kind of just got to, like, leave football at football. Do you know what I mean? So... I come home, whether I... So, every fortnight, I try and go back to Norwich. If I go back to Norwich, I get to spend time with friends and family. If I stay up here in Swindon, then I'll uh, just probably go out for some food with a few of the boys or something. Um, But, yeah, I switch off by just... with good company, really. Okay. It's always important to have those office kind of people around you, especially away from home as well. You know, that's that's a strong support support circle. Yeah. Okay, so I think I've got the next question. Um, this is an interesting one, actually. What is your what is your favorite and least favorite away ground? Uh, and that's from Max on WhatsApp. Is that League Two? I reckon oh, it could think... be any ground. Yeah, we'll go with maybe 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 do League Two, and then yeah, your favorite like that you've ever been to. Or is it like um, so far? Yeah. Um, I'd say in League Two, <laughs> if I don't get booked and get five yellow cards, I'm looking forward to going Brad, uh, to Bradford because I know they get a lot of fans and I've got a few friends there that I'd like to beat. Um, what, what other big clubs have I played at? I've been I've been on the bench and watched the game. Oh, I've been on the bench and watched uh, the boys play away at Sunderland, and that's a proper like stadium. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I'd probably say them too. Nice. So that's your favourite. So have you got have you got like a least favourite? Oh, least favourite. Um, Oxford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oxford. Yeah, definitely Oxford. Good answer. Good, very good answer. That's the answer that we were hoping for. That's a safe answer. That is good. That is a very good answer. I think, um, uh, I think I've got the next one. Um, Fraser, what made you decide Swindon out of all clubs? Um, 
Well, leaving Burton, I didn't have like loads of options because when you play for a team like Burton, like if you're not playing, do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like you're going to be full with loads of options. But yeah, of course. I didn't want to drop down to League Two, but that's like the only options that I had. And then I weighed up the options that I did have and I thought, this is a proper football club. I know a few of the boys before I come here, they've got aspirations to go higher. Um, and now I'm here. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it and I'm a ha- uh, good decision. Yeah, sweet. Um, next one <laughs> It's is a controversial question that arose. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a very important. I like controversial. Ve- it's a very important question. We've had I've big just arguments seen my on Twitter this week. Yeah, this is Fraser. <laughs> Me and Ellis had an argument last week on the show. Um, sort of had Tom Clayton sitting in the middle of it, probably head spinning, didn't know what's going on. But we had a, conversation, we had a question last week about what you'd have on your like, takeaway order, if you like. As it happened, Ellis was sat there having a Chinese takeaway like in front of him. And he mentioned he had chips on there, which like, to me, I think chips on a Chinese takeaway is that's It's wrong. It's wrong. That is wrong. Yeah, so the question's simple. Chips with a Chinese, yes or no? You say on top of a Chinese, I... Sorry if I'm upsetting a few... Yeah, I, I wouldn't have them on top of my Chinese, but I would have... There we go. I would have a bag, I well, would have a bag of uh, chips on the side. Well, I'm sorry oh. to say, Fraser, you're wrong, because yeah. I put a poll up. And, a, and it was a landslide of a yes. Well, I so... don't think it was a landslide, was it? it was more well, like I think it was about 60%. I'm pretty sure. That's not so a landslide. That's a I landslide, in my, that landslide. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it off air, boys. It's a controversial topic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, uh, Ellis, you're... you again, Ellis, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I've I've been a bit, dis- bit distracted by the chips. Um... <laughs> Am I next? You are in. Oh, yeah, I am. It's come from um, a familiar faces question as well, from Kev Metcalf, I believe. It is indeed. Uh, sorry, does anyone else have the question? Because I'm completely lost indeed. there. So, sorry, everyone. Fraser, are you Shane McEverly's win? <laughs> You're going to have to let me know who Jay McEverly is first. Uh, he played for us a little while, uh, more than a little while ago now. I think he's, he's, is he retired now? I think, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, you might have to Google Pretty sure him. he is, yeah. You might, if you give him a Google, you'll see, I think you'll see why. <laughs> um, he could play you in a movie, he's like a body double, that's mad. To be fair, <laughs> now that I'm, well, now that I'm looking what, at Similar position, similar like, attributes. You know what? You know what? what? Now, why now are we com- why looking. are we compared? <laughs> 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 but I think you you got to, you resemble each other. You're also left backs. Um, I think Jay came in on loan as well, didn't he? To start with, so I believe you know, so. Both popular players too. Yeah, they sure yeah. do. Um. Should never I go mind. with the next one then? Considering yeah, yeah, I yeah, messed it mind, up. Never mind. So, um, <laughs> are you scared of spiders? Um, I'm not scared of spiders. No, I'm not. Okay, that was a pretty, uh, pretty simple yeah, pretty question. Cool. 
<laughs> controversial opinion, but yeah, not as controversial as chips, but yeah, not 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 quite. Have we got have we got Nick back yet? Is Nick? Um... I hope so. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yeah. Next one's next one's your question. Um, this one might require a bit of thought, um, phrase, but your top five albums of all time. Oh, top five. Um, Would top three make it easier? Yeah, top three, probably. I don't, I'm not very good with album names. Um, if you know an American singer called Giveon, he's brought out a new album called Give or Take. I've, I like that one. That's quite a recent one. Uh an English singer called Ella May, um, one of her albums, and then I would probably have to go with, I'd have to go with an old school Usher album for sure. Oh, nice! I don't know the titles of them, but Usher for sure. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. So moving on, I think Mike, you've got a question up next. Yeah, um, this is less of a question. But more of like, I guess, a challenge. But I'm not, I'm not sure if you're into like stand up comedy. But the question is just tell us a funny joke. Oh, now oh, we're talking. Now, hey, now we're talking. I've got a few oh. jokes. What lined up? Ready to go. They're, the, uh, they're so bad that I think they're good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. that's, that's dodgy territory. I'm that. buzzing. Yeah, yeah. it's dodgy well. territory, and Let's I could get, get I could get hammered for this at football. But I'm yeah, gonna do it. This, this could go either not? way. Already yeah, the lads go either way. What? I mean, no, Hoops is here at least. So, I mean, you will yeah, hear Ho- it. Hoops is here. I know Hoops will like it. So my first joke is: What do you call a Spanish man leaving a hospital? I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you call a Spanish man leaving a hospital? Oh. Manuel. <laughs> oh bloody hell. He's a bad I, I really couldn't tell where that was going to go. <laughs> I've got another one. Uh, I'll give you one more. Oh, Hoops has requested. I think he's got oh. an opinion on it. Uh-oh. Let's get Hoops on. What's Hoops say about that? Get Hoops in here. Here he is. Hoops, what was that about? That's terrible. <laughs> Hooper! <laughs> You're right, Fraser. Yeah, I, I know he liked it. did. Ben Jones. That was almost a Jonah joke. I'm expecting to see that on a TikTok soon. Have, have we got any more? I got one more for you. Oh, you're spoiling us. Yeah, no. Um, what is blue and not very heavy? Go on. Today. Light blue. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it for Steve, tonight. Steve, you love it. I know you do. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Jesus oh. Christ. Hoops, get him on a TikTok video. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, sure. for, his, for his comedy. I'll just get well, Fraser telling jokes. I'll do it. I mean, yeah, Fraser, at least we know you're probably in the right profession because you're not in comedy. <laughs> I'd give it a good old go. I'd give it a go. Yeah, to me, fairly, it was it was decent. It was decent. I think Fraser could be like a Tim Vine sort of comedian, just rolling out shit jokes and just hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd do a good job. <laughs> um, I think we've got our last question, haven't we? We yeah. do indeed. Um, it's from me, Fraser. Dogs, cats, or footballers? 
That is um, dogs, cats, or foot? What in order? One, two, three, or? Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. Let's I go would go. I'd probably go dogs, cats, then footballers. Yeah. <laughs> footballers. I think that. Yeah, footballers are boring. Have you got at the bottom? Yeah, footballers at the bottom. Wow. Have you have you got any pets? Yeah, back home in back home in Norwich, I've got a dog and a cat. Nice. What dog have you got? What breed? Um, we've got a little Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Oh, nice! Love Staffies, are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that made me laugh. Just so you know, I've just sent you a picture of Jay McEvan. Okay, I'll have to have a look. Can you, can you see it, Roots? Can you see it? Uh, oh yeah, me and Jonah said it the first week he walked in. Because <laughs> he's he's bang on. I saw the question, um, and then like googled it, had the two pictures side by side, and I was like, hang on a minute, and it's a little bit of a um, little bit of likeness there. It's uncanny, and also yeah. I think it's a massive compliment because Jay was a top lad, and Fraser, you're a top lad too. So, thank you. I, t- I tell you what, team, we we nailed that bang on forty-five minutes. Yeah, perfect. That good timing. Good timing. Well, I did so... my best to ruin it all. Yeah, very very nice, yeah. Joe. Would you like to make up for it by by wrapping us up, Joe? Yeah, um, like I say, Fraser, we've had forty-five minutes of questions. We've gone through everything we had. Uh, sort of thing we like to do with the boys when they come on the show. As a player to us town fans, is there anything you'd like to ask us? Oh, um, what would I like to ask you, boys? Um, what? Yeah, I guess you'll all just say promotion. Um, but actually, I won't ask that question. I'll ask another question. What? Who do you want me to get you boys next? And I'll pester oh. them. Tell you what, Oh, we do you want me to get Darcy? Darcy. Oh, yeah, I, I want Darcy as well, actually. Yeah, we, I, I think we all want Ronan Darcy on. That we need Sidey Khan on here. We do need Sidey Khan and Ronan Darcy, to be fair. So, yeah, either of those two boys, phrase. All right, I'll get on to Ronan Darcy. He, yeah, he's under my wing already. So, I'll get I'll get Darcy for you. I'll pester him. Yeah, Amazing. Top man. What a hero. Fraser, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to the show, mate. It means a lot to us. Um, you've been excellent. We're going to carry on with the show a little bit, just with uh, sort of any other business, wrapping up the show with uh, a preview of the games coming up. You're welcome to stick around. If you need to drop off, then please do, mate. Um, yeah, just thank you for coming on, buddy. Really appreciate that. No, gents, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers, Fraser. Get, get that five-year deal signed in January, yeah? That's not my decision. <laughs> I'll message Sandro now. Okay, gents, I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Fraser. Have a good one, Fraser. Cheers, Fraser. And cheers, Hoops, as well, for the uh, the jump in. The little cameo, yeah. Yeah, no problem, lads. I'm off. I'll I'll talk to you (laughs) soon, all right? Cheerio. Cheers, Hoops. Well, boys, that was was an eventful 45 minutes. (laughs) What a lovely man. What a lovely man. He honestly, yeah. he saved that show. 
he did well. Improved, well, yeah. you, you you really tried your best there, sir. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you really tried your best there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I apologise profusely for uh, Sky's ability to to run a Wi-Fi system. It's shocking. <laughs> All I, all I saw at the top of my screen was you panicking in the group chat. Yeah, I can't exactly. hear anyone. I can't hear anyone. To be fair, I think this just points the finger more for the for the previous FBT and oh, you. I, mean, I, I did say at the start, I blame Joe. I'm going to continue to blame Joe. Yeah. Okay. 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 Arch, I'm on done. your side. We just can't have Blake Trace on anymore. He's t- causing <laughs> these issues, man. Yeah. Well, it's just causing internet issues. Man. Yeah, every time we have him on, something goes wrong. He must be made of lead or something. Um, anyway, yeah, going on for that. I mean, he was fantastic. I thought he spoke really well. Um, what a likable, likable gent, as well as being a cracking footballer. Genuinely, I-, I said it in the intro, we're told to never fall in love with lone players, but I am fully... I tell really... myself every year that I won't do it. Yeah. There's always one in there. Well, Solbrin as well. Oh, we keep, oh, getting, no, we keep on getting good ones, don't we? Yeah, we that's, can't. That's, we can't. We can't issue. talk about. We can't talk about Salt. That's we. Uh, t- once again, our, our <laughs> weekly disclaimer: any uh, any Borough fans, he's he's dreadful. You don't want him back. <laughs> Look, absolutely shocking. Blake, Blake Tracy, he's he's certainly a player we need to be looking at signing, right? Oh, hundred million percent. I think, to be honest, going into January window, in my eyes, I think he's got to be our number one target. He's already at the club. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you when you look at the the team sheet, um, he's sort of one of the the first players that you're going to put on it. Well, he's played ninety minutes every game he's been here. Yeah, exactly. So, you, like, just he's just so good. Yeah, no, I, I think totally agree, mate. He's fabulous. Yeah. Um. So we've had some controversial uh, Wi-Fi connections and and. Uh, tomfoolery over the show. Another controversial thing that's popped up over the last couple of days was the news that the EFL were looking at sort of ending their blackout TV coverage. Um, I think it's from the end or the start of next season. They're thinking of um, airing 3pm games on a Saturday, maybe doing some sort of streaming service. I know we have iFollow at the moment, which is supposed to be for people um, obviously living abroad. With the help of a VPN in the UK, I'm not condoning anything, but it's, yeah. it's just what we've heard. It's just speculation. I actually, speculation. You, can, you on, can access on, iFollow in the UK with the help of a on VPN. a Saturday. I live in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, in my lifetime, obviously, you know, I suppose in a lot of people's lifetimes, Saturday 3 p.m.s are it's a tradition for for a lot of people. It's you go down to a football club near you or or not local to yourself. Like I know. Um, me and Arch travel a distance Christ, from Watchtower. Yeah. Just Arch a little bit more so than there. But yeah. for, a lot, for a lot of people, it's a it's a a time where you go to a football game. You don't watch it on telly. You spend time with your mates and your family, and because you can't watch it on TV, it, it sort of it it pushes people and encourages people to do so. What are your boys' thoughts on potentially ending that now and more three PM games being on telly or being streamed? Um, just interested to see what you think. Obviously, Nick, you've experienced probably the 3pm blackout throughout your whole life and it's always been there. So, will it be different? Will it be odd? It's a tricky one, though, isn't it? Because at the moment, like, I'm probably a perfect case scenario for 
why they should probably change it up because I'd, I don't make it to as many games. Kids play football and, and that kind of stuff. So I'm sort of relying on um, our US-based highlights uh, Twitter hero um, or just following stuff on on um, streams or whatever. So it would actually be quite nice to be able to watch town on a Saturday without having to sort of rely on dodgy streams and stuff like that. But by the same token, I guess what we don't want to do is is take people away from going on a match day, you know? Yeah, that, um, I think I think that's the, the counter-argument, isn't it? Um, yeah. Does, you know, does, does, it, does it bring attendances down? Yeah, I'm not I'm sure it will, to be fair. No, no I, don't, I, mean, I don't think it will. I if think... anything, no... I I think it might boost them because people that that can't normally what watch a game, you know, will start watching, and then it it gives them an incentive to go to actually come and watch the town. Yeah, I think um, I think people people who go are going to go. I think it's it'd just be nice for people who can't make it. So people who um don't live close by or for whatever reason can't make it to games. It'd be nice to be able to actually check in and watch legally. Rather than illegally, yeah, I definitely agree with that because I mean, at the end of the day, there's always going to be a workaround to like the whole I follow system, like there is at the moment. And quite honestly, people say it's um, you know you go on Saturday to a local club, but it's just not the same as watching your own club, and it never will be. Um, at least for me, that is. And I mean, speaking from my perspective, it's kind of like I'd much rather watch an iFollow stream of Swindon than speaking to speaking to some of my mates who might be watching it or have some mates around to watch the game than like going to a team that I don't really know much about or kind of support. I I mean that's just obviously my opinion. But the thing is, the arguments there obviously that um people just stop going to like non league games. But I feel like the people that are going to non league games on the Saturday are going for the atmosphere as well. It's not just, you know, for the club. I think obviously it's it's one of those things that it's it's a it's, there's two sides to every debate, obviously, but I, I think it would be positive. I think in a way as well, the positive side of it could be the fact that like you're at university in Bournemouth Arch, if you can be watching town every weekend, you can get your mates at university to watch the games with you. They're not locals to Swindon, they've got nothing to do with the club. But if they're watching it because of a mate, they could get involved with it too start following the club and it could be, you know, you're gaining fans because of the exposure. Yeah, exactly, because then eventually they, you know, I could convince them to, to convince them to make it to a home game, get them down yep. to the county ground. Like, I'm currently working on a Tottenham fan. Um, so, I mean, he has agreed to come to, to come to the next game after Colchester. So... I'm not being I, funny. If you're going to pick a, a supporter of a football club to try and seduce with the idea of not winning much... Um, sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not much different, is it? <laughs> it's, it's probably a Spurs fan, isn't it? Yeah. Um, sort of button in there, like looking at it from the EFL standpoint. Um, surely it would benefit them if they can sort of stream it themselves because they're going to make more money out of it. Because people that that aren't streaming are, are just illegally streaming it and. They're missing out on like potential people that 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 would buy the stream. So I I, I think you'll find they end up making more money out of it anyway. 
Well, it seems a bit of a no-brainer to me, right? They're already it's already being filmed because it's already being streamed for those who don't live in the UK. So yeah. the the service is there; it's not costing them any more. Exactly. And if you're going to be charging people whatever it is, it just feels like an additional revenue for them, and presumably the clubs will take a percentage of it as well. It seems like a bit of a no-brainer. I guess the only decision they've got to work out is whether by showing all the games on on TV, whether that will have an effect on clubs' attendances. Because there's going to be loads of reasons why people might stop going these days anyway, with price, uh, price of living, all this kind of stuff. So yeah. do they want another reason why people might not necessarily go to a game? I don't know. It's a, well, that's it's what they've got to work out. It's been something that the lower leagues have complained about for a long time. They're not really seeing a lot of the revenue from like you know, the TV money. So I think this is one way to sort of remedy that. But yeah, the, the, the three main issues are exposure, um, audience, and revenue. You know, as long as the audience, you know, uh, their tenants, you know, they're still attending the game, that's a that's 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 that's, that's the main thing. You know, the exposure to to new audiences, as you guys already mentioned, you know, getting new fans is huge. And then, if 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 the lower league clubs see more revenue as well, then it's just a just a win win really. Well, think thinking from from my perspective, right? So my my kids both play football on Saturdays, so it's tricky for me to go, and I'm someone that goes to quite a few home games. And my kids are at an impressionable age where, you know, they should be going to watch live football. They're, they're sort of that age. So if we could, they play, play football, still come home, get to watch the odd Swindon game. You know, there's probably loads of people in that situation. Loads of kids play football and it's hard to get to games on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it, would, it would be handy for so many people. Yeah, completely. completely I think sure. you boys have talked me into the idea, you know. I think I came into this show with an idea of being, you know, kind of a traditionalist, 3pm Saturdays being for the people that are actually there in person. But I think you guys have talked me into it. I think, it, as well, Nick says, it's probably a no-brainer. The thing is, those the people go to games, right? You know, people who go to a lot of games, they're probably going to go whatever. You know, we're, yeah. we're in League Two and we don't go because the football's amazing, really. We go because... We see mates, or we go with family. It's just kind of like part of our what we do, rituals and and socialise and stuff like that. But I think those people are still going to go, whether it's on TV or not. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think you've nailed that there. Yeah, definitely. That no, I I do agree. Um, anyway, moving on from that, we've got also some sort of trickle of news today that came through about potential payouts that clubs may receive for. For players that are at the World Cup in uh, Qatar this December, yeah. So obviously we've got Johnny Williams that we we assume will be going to the club to the World Cup. Sorry, with, with Wales. Um, there was also some interesting news as well on the FIFA statement. It mentioned well, it gave an example of Gabriel Jesus, who'd moved to Arsenal in the summer, had spent his time where Brazil were qualifying at Man City. Um, it says that both clubs throughout the qualification and uh, tournament periods that a, cl- a player is represented will receive payouts for this period of time that they're at the tournament. So that brings in Jojo Wallacott at Ghana, which is an interesting one because obviously he's no longer at the club. I think a lot of fans were disgruntled in a way when, he- when he'd left the club. Um, this is maybe a sort of a silver lining, isn't it, really, when he's he's not representing us anymore, but we could be seeing some money because of the fact he's playing at Ghana. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw on Twitter as well. Now, don't hold me to this because it could be a load of crap. But um, 
I've I've read a figure. I think it's ten thousand. I think it's ten thousand dollars per day, or or the, the the World Cup or something. Um, which I think someone said works out well three hundred three hundred thousand dollars. Cool, which could be. That's sort of what I mean. It's been out for a few months. Exactly. So if if that is true, then um, well, yeah. Happy can days. we um, can we backdate it to cover Luongo, <laughs> Yaskazim, all those boys as well? That'd be quite handy. <laughs> Cheeky million for the club, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It does. Do you know what though? For low for low league clubs who who are lucky enough to have an international play for them, like you know, if you're losing a player to an international match, the chances are he's probably one of your strongest players. So you know. And you're losing them several times a season. That's quite a big loss to you. So it makes sense that there should be some kind of yeah uh, money filtered down from that. I wonder: do donations or uh, I suppose football associations, when they go away on international duty, just for friendlies and stuff, do we receive payments for their wages over the time that they're covered when they're away? Because that, as Johnny said, there like to receive some sort of compensation is. Is what we need really because we've got Johnny Williams away on a two-week Nations League camp. He's probably yeah. one of our highest earning players, I'd assume. If he's not in training and sort of playing in a red shirt at the weekend, should we be paying his entire wages for that time period? I mean, it's a, it's a question, I guess. Um, yeah, especially when we had Woolacott as well. Like he was our number one keeper. I mean, we were pretty lucky with having having Wardy as as our backup keeper. But if we didn't have him. And Willacott was gone, we'd be pretty screwed because we we wouldn't have a keeper. If I'm if I'm honest, this is the first I'm hearing about the fees as well. Like I like honestly, this is like I genuinely did not know that they that they paid out players who went to the World Cup. So if they if that's the case as well for like training camps as well, they give some sort of compensation. That that's that's absolutely huge for you know lower league clubs like us. Yeah, definitely. I think it makes sense, doesn't it? I think you know football clubs at this uh, this level. It's you can't be you can't afford to be paying players anything really unless they're obviously if they're injured it's a different story um, if they're taking a time away from the game due to other reasons whatever you can understand but when they're playing football actively for a team that isn't your size um, I suppose it's it's a question of who should be paying them really isn't it I know it's an honest play for your country and I don't think anyone would ever begrudge a footballer for doing so um, but when your bread and bread and butter is playing at League Two or League One level for a club like Swindon, it's it's a loss at town, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I agree. And to be honest, a lot of the a lot of the you know like the football associations or like four, four nations, they probably have like a decent amount of cash anyway, so they could probably afford to pay a few wages for the couple of weeks that they're out. I imagine. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So I'm sort of brought on to talking about something I don't really want to get into. Um, bringing back some PTSD of watching some YouTube highlights. Thankfully, I wasn't there at the weekend. Steven is away. Our good friend, or our old enemy, Steve Evans. Um, <laughs> who wants to take this one, boys? I think... Can, can, anyone, can, can we just skip there? over this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We, we have to talk about it, unfortunately. We'll talk about the good yeah. times. This one's pretty easy for me, I reckon. Like, Stevenage are really strong. It's a bit of a free hit. 
you don't really expect to get anything away at top of the league when you when they've got such a good home record. I know the performance was wasn't great. Yeah. But it's kind of a well, they're beating everyone at home. Move on. You know, those those games aren't gonna be the games that kind of define our season, are they really? It's it's getting consistency against everyone else. Um I've got something in me that tells me that Steve Fish won't be anywhere near top of the league though, come May. I, I can't see him staying there. Yeah, they might have um That's a might have sort of shot their bolt already. At the moment they're they're I don't know. I, I just think I look at their squad, and there's no one out there that for Stevenage. I think, wow, that's a he's a problem. You got players like um, I, I don't even know, like Luke Norris. Is an, I know he didn't start the weekend; he was out injured. But Luke Norris, for me, isn't a top of the league striker. I think he does a job. Um, obviously, he's good in the six yard box. He's good from a penalty spot. That's, that is the thing, though, isn't it, about Stevenage? Like. You, you look at them and it's like, oh, they're nothing special, but they do a job and they do it very well. Mm. So it's yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it, like Steve Evans, I think, will get found out as well. Steve Evans hasn't got many tricks up his sleeve, has he? Beyond that's what I mean. It is all very Plan A. Yeah, but but, but that I think that only gets you so far. You, you know, as over the se- as we go through the season, you kind of got a got to adapt and, and change and that was one of our downfalls last season I, I think um, I think you're right I reckon he'll probably um, I think Stevenage might fall away but it's just a I think for us it's just trying to keep up with the pack isn't it you know at, at some point we're probably going to hit a run of some description and hopefully we'll strengthen in January and if we're sort of still in the mix then yeah. then all good but yes yeah, losing to Stevenage away I, I know it was, it was a disappointing sort of pretty limp display but I don't know I kind of just feel like that's a bit of a a free hit and we move on yeah well yeah. going into the game I, I genuinely thought we, we could beat Stevenage like not not comfortably but you know get get a decent win but they're just one of those sides aren't they like as Swindon generally play good football part like good passing football possession based football and just Stevenage is just the opposite um it's just just league 2 as a, as a whole is just just a hard league and it's a really it hard is, league to get out of it is tough i mean you you know that there's certain teams that are going to be sort of there thereabouts like northampton have been consistently decent for yeah a couple of seasons. Leighton Orient, I think, are probably going to be pretty good because we know that yeah. Wellens has got what it takes to, to keep them up there. Brad, from proposition this year because of Mark Hughes. Um, and then beyond that, outside of that, you don't really... I mean, obviously Mansfield were off decent last year, but beyond that, you know, there's nothing really there that you kind of look at and think, well, we should really be be scared of anything else. It's just uh, that consistency... Yeah, and turning sort of draws into wins. Yeah, I, I, I think as well, like Swindon, just we just had had, had a bad game. It, it wasn't our best game, to be honest. To um, be fair, as as Johnny said, it's a free hit, isn't it? Like at the end yeah. of the day, you have poor performances across the season. It's just if you beat everyone else, it's below them in the league. You probably go up promotion automatically. So it's like, yeah, like look, we 
we drew against Leighton Orient. Um, we should have got a point out of Northampton. Yeah, um, and we put a good performance against Salford. All these teams are going to be up there, and we didn't we didn't look bad like up against them. Like we held our own, and you could argue we we could have got three points in some some of those games. So. And struggle against this type of team as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, whenever it's just, whenever like teams play sort of a ball on the ground passing football, I feel like that benefits us. Yeah, that's how we managed to get a result out of Orient because you know they want to play in like a similar sort of style. But when they when they just sort of lump it, they're very physical, aggressive in the air. That's when we sort of struggles. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't yeah, look too much 100%. into the result. And, you know, got we got another game coming up on the weekend. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Big, big performance there. Well, if you look. Got, you look Sorry. at the fixture list. We got Mansfield, Bradford, and Tranmere all in a row yeah. after after the next one, and they're all kind of, you know, how many points is that sort of separating the three of us? Not many. I don't know. Is that four points separating the three of us? So we're all going to be much of a muchness. You know, it's those games. Um, really, I mean, I know two of them away from home, but I think we'll probably find out how good we are really in those three games. Yeah, well, some. Tough games coming up. Like all these teams are playing, like they're, they're probably going to be around us near the end of the season. So you'd like to think that we could put up a good performance against them. This is the thing. This is why League Two is just a roster, isn't it? Because you, as you got you guys mentioned, you come up against teams that are going to hoof the ball fifty foot into the air and ping it off of five people's heads off of the post. Probably hit someone in the balls and then roll in over the sort of the line. Yeah, and that's when they play football. It's just it's different. And you play against a Steve Evans team, and unfortunately, that's just the way you have to deal with things. It's such uh, it's such a horrible league. And as we say, we say it every time we're in this league. The sooner we're out of it, the better, because you're playing against teams like genuinely. You probably fancy us against quite a few of the League One teams because, although technically on paper, I say it a lot, football's not played on paper, but on paper they've got better players than us. Maybe it depends. Obviously, if we go up there. We revamp the squad. We could be competing in terms of budgets or whatever. That's not me to say. Um, but a lot of those teams will play football on the floor, very technical based. I think, as Juddy said, that that suits us. Yeah. Um, so we'd probably compete at a half decent level in League One when you're not coming up against giants like a Newport County or a Sutton United. Yeah, and and sort of following on from your point like if you look at Stevenage sort of and compare it to our team man to man we've got we've got a better side like if you look at their 11 and our 11 I'll pick our our starting 11 all day like on paper we've got one of the best teams in the league I think Um, but it's what you do with them well you could have said the same you know when you I looked at us and Port Vale Last year, you know, you look mm. at the two the two squads. There's no question which one you'd rather have, but they were yeah. just a really really effective team, and they're doing it again this year. You know, you talk about sort of you know if we go out, we we might find it easier competing in, in League One. Look at Vale and Cambridge this year are more than holding their own. Exactly, yeah, and and and, and, and Exeter as well. Yeah, they're all holding their own up there. It's just this league is just it's just to kind of get out by any means. Yeah, really, I think I think Joe sort of touched on it. It's just just a mix of dip, like styles. Like every team sort of is, is such a it's 
you can play one team one week and then the next week it's a completely different game, like a completely different style. Whereas in whereas in League One, this is sort of similar playing styles, if you know what I mean. Yeah, to be honest, though, like when when we get into winter and you know teams start getting more injuries and stuff. I mean, I think the fact that it took us a little while to figure out what our sort of favoured starting eleven is might might help us a little bit actually because we do have we do have a bit of strength in depth and I think other clubs might get a little bit might get a little bit found out when, when there's injuries and stuff. I mean maybe not the likes of um Northampton and, and Salford but other sort of smaller squads, particularly stuff like Stevenage, I think they're gonna they're gonna find the winter a bit tricky when the games are coming thick and fast. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think well Hammers as well. Hammers has just left a comment um regarding that pretty much. He says we missed a skipper big time, pretty much gave them both goals uh, bad day at the office. Stevenage and most others at the top will struggle when injuries and suspensions hit. I think, I mean, I've got to agree, really. I think you look at the bench that Stevenage had sat out there, there's no one on that bench really that screams at you like threat in particular. Yeah. yeah. I think you see as well a lot of teams, um, they'll have a lot of youngsters on the bench. Players, I always think when I see a player with the shirt number above 35 or 40, Oof. I think, okay, like, Come on now, they're probably they're 17, 18 years old. Um, not a lot of football behind their back. And then that's when you see... I mean, you go back a few years ago when we were in League 2. Um, I think it was the winter months we started struggling with injuries and we had Scott Twine and Sol Price up front. Yeah. Well, um, though, like this season, we're, we're, we're spoiled with choice, really. I mean, uh, I, I, I hate to sort of compare to last season, but um, our squad that compared to last season is like totally different uh, we, the players that we've got on the bench that we can bring on we're just and that will help us in the long run and even even with not having as many loan players as last season that's that's when we got caught out last season when Simpson got recalled and um, and stuff like that we, we didn't have a striker when when um, Simpson got recalled so j- just having that depth in the in the squad as a whole is is obviously just going to benefit us so much. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, you talk about last year's squad. There's probably, I think, the difference this year between this winning team and last year's winning team, and you know, any time will tell whether it's better or worse. But last year we had like there was a, a proper core to the team that was kind of undroppable. Yeah, and was kind of like the stars of the show. You know, Payne, McCurdy. This yeah. year, there's definitely a stronger squad, maybe without the kind of individual star quality. Well, but, or, but as a collective, maybe stronger. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think we, you you, you want to have players there that you don't you don't want to you don't want a player to feel comfortable because because they're not going to try. Um, you know, you want a player to try and earn earn his place. If you know what I mean, and if you if you've got someone on your back, sort of trying to trying to get in into your position, it's going to make you want to perform better. Yeah, it's that friendly competition. That friendly yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what you want in every in every sort of squad. And and to be honest, I think I think Daddy's right, hundred percent. Like you know, 
there aren't many teams in this league that have the kind of depth that we've got this season. Um, I think I think it's quite impressive from the from the management that we've managed to you know get get such quality in, in such in so many positions. And I also completely agree with what you said about having like a marquee player. Like there, I, I don't I don't think there is a McCurdy in the squad this season, and that's okay. We're still we're still doing fine as it is. Like yeah, you know, I think I think we all want to be pushing for the autos. But if we finish the rest of the season. In in playoff spots, still pushing for autos. I wouldn't necessarily be unhappy. We're still, you know, we're still in and around where I think we deserve to be. So, you know, um, I, I still think there's time for this team to to gel and put in even better performances. There's only been one game where I really feel like we've put in a performance that is near the sort of level we're capable of. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll manage to continue continue on the upward trend. Definitely, yeah. it depends. It depends whether your glass is half full or empty, doesn't it? You know, I, I'd agree with that. You know, we haven't really hit our stride yet. And part of me thinks, why is that? What's the problem? And the other part of me thinks, at some point we will. And then we'll steamroll it for, you know, we'll go on a run of six, seven weeks. And that'll be, we might be that team that kind of, um, you know, gets in there with a, with a really strong, yeah, maybe. I mean, at the moment, you know, looking at it, it, I don't think we look like an automatic side because other sides have got more consistency than us. And I think there's, there's um I think we're still sort of finding our way in terms of system and preferred starting eleven. And maybe that will come. But um I think the big difference like with this year's team as well, I think last season you could pick the starting eleven every single week. If everyone's fit, you know who's starting. I think mm. this season uh, it's it's probably it, it shows the the greater squad depth that we have over uh, obviously this season compared to last. But I genuinely don't think that anyone can predict every single starting eleven, a hundred percent every single week. I think the gaffer, especially in midfield, the gaffer's got so much to play with that we've got players that can fill in or do a job, or not even do a job, play really well. And next week they're dropped for someone else, and it's like and formations as well. We can, we've got we've got the option to. To play different formations, if you want to play five at the back, we've got the players to play five at the back. If you want to play a four-three-three or a four-four-two, like we've got the options there to mix it up. Yeah. And, 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 and like what what comes with that as well? Obviously, a change of formation actually comes with a bit of a change of system and a change of roles as well. Like say, for example, in a back four, a, le- a left back's role would be quite different to what what they would be in a back five if playing sort of a wing back role, you know. So. Um, because of that, if we if we are switching between formations to to suit our opponents, it it, it might cause a bit of bit of confusion in, in terms of tactically and, and setting, setting players up on the sidelines. I know there's something that some some quite a lot of fans complained about early on in the season. There was it seemed like it was three or four coaches giving directions to to one player at the same time. But you know, after the sort of uh, chat that we had with the official supporters club and Clemens and you know the the staff on the club, they sort of explained that one. But yeah, from the outside looking in, at, at times it definitely did look a bit. A bit chaotic. Yeah, yeah, I think with a back five as well, you've got players obviously like Ellis Andlo, who to me in a, in a back five as a wing back is probably your option. Whereas in a back four, Fraser probably every day because he's just steady oh, yeah. going forward at the back as well. We've got the options in the squad to play around the formations. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I, I think I think you need you need the option there because some some teams that you come up against you you need you need to switch it up but but like mike said you don't want to be change, changing it every game because the players just get confused like 
they they I can imagine they feel like they're sort of playing different positions all the time, different roles. And if you can stick to that one role and sort of perfect that, um, I mean, I could be wrong, but oh, yeah, well, I, I agree. All of these things are having different systems and being able to change players around. Ultimately, it's going to be dictated to by the results. And you know, when we had that run of games, we won three in a row. All of the things that we'd been kind of like complaining about at the start of the season were now sort of like tactical masterstrokes. You know, all of these things are great, but it, we're always going to be dictated to. Scott will always be dictated to by whether he's winning games or not. It's a fickle you know, game. It, it is, it is. But if he's if he's changing systems and he's making the right changes and 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 all that kind of stuff, if he's winning games, he can pretty much do what he wants. But we'll all be criticising or questioning those decisions if if they're draws or or they're not winning. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think bang on there. Um, speaking um, of starting 11s and. Uh, if we're looking at changing things up, obviously we've got different formations up our sleeve. Mm. We've got good squad depth. Going on to Saturday, obviously we've got 20th place Colchester. Um, now, I'll try and put that 20th place Colchester in <laughs> because they should be beatable. But this is Swindon Town against Colchester and we know what happens when Swindon Town play Colchester. Yeah. Um, Look, you would, you, would, you would think that we'd get a win. Right, but I, I, I thought that we'd we we'd beat Stevenage, but I, I know they are a better side. The thing that gets um, me, it's always Colchester. Every single year, we have different yeah, players for us, different players playing for them. Why are they always our bogey team? Why is that a thing? <laughs> They're not even good. They're not even good. No, I agree. Um, no. Well, hopefully we can turn it around. I, I think we do need three points this weekend. Um. And I, I genuinely do think we'll get three points. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at it. I think this is, I think this is three points as well. We're a bit of a wounded animal after Stevenage. Colchester aren't very good. Three points. Look, yeah, we 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 definitely can't lose. I know that. It's one of those ones, isn't it? We lost against Northampton. We saw an instant reaction against Newport, which. As I've described it a load of times, it was the most 3-0, 1-0 win I've ever seen in my life. We yeah. Newport. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed we, we see the same reaction from the boys on Saturday. Yeah, uh, should, um, should, we, should we get predictions for for Saturday? Mate, you, you can give me your best 5-0 prediction. I'll take that. <laughs> um, right. Considering I said, I, I think I said 2-0. For uh, Stevenage game, yeah, um, I was very wrong. <laughs> I will go three-one to town, and I think you'll see a hat trick from Ronan Darcy. Oh, yes. that sounds like music to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Who's starting eleven, Ellis? Oh, all right. So four-three-three. Blake Tracy left back, um, Clayton and Baldry, um, and then Hutton right back. Yeah. Um, then we will have Reed, um, Gladwin and Darcy in midfield, and then a front three of um, Jeff Cott, Wakelin, and. 
um, shade. That's okay. fairly similar to what I go with, I think. Obviously, you mentioned Reedy in there. We saw Reedy get dropped at the weekend. I know. Uh, what are your boys' thoughts on that? I mean, well, it didn't I, I, go the, the way the gaffer would have planned, I'm sure, but... I, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, well, my initial thoughts was that he was, you know, injured or something, but then I saw he was on the bench. Yeah. Um, but there, there must have been a reason for it. Um, well, that's going to be, that's, I think that's we could be the, one of the biggest conundrums of the season so far, isn't it? That yeah, he's not. I, well, we can all admit that he hasn't had the best start this season, well, c- compared to last season. Hmm. He's just set himself a very, very high standard, really. Yeah. I think he's not a bad season by any stretch. I think he's still, every single game you see him play, he'll he'll make a, a cross-field ball or he'll he'll intercept a really clever bit of play. He runs with it really well. He dribbles past players. He brings it out from the back from corner situations and set pieces. He creates attacking transitions. He's just not as, I think, we've not seen any worldies this year. I think at the start of last season, he scored a couple of free kicks, some knuckleball worldies. Yeah. He probably stuck a little bit more. I, I, think... I, I, think, I think his passing this this season hasn't, hasn't been as good. I think that's the, that's the one thing that sort of stood out to me. But, I do, but like you said, he, he certainly he hasn't been playing bad. He just hasn't been playing as good as he was last season. Rock well, worthy. I have. I have to say, I, I genuinely, I genuinely do think. Sorry, but in yeah, I actually, I actually was saying earlier on in the season that that I, I would actually be given Reed um, a, a bit, a bit of time, you know, away, away from the pitch because I think, I think I heard some stuff. There, was, and there might be stuff going on in his personal life as well, which might be affecting his game. So um, I can give him some time to get his head right. We've got we've got depth in midfield anyway. You know, um, we've got we've got players who can hopefully do a job in that role. I mean, we, you know, we won against Newport, so you know, I'd like to I'd like to see some other other players in that role. Give Freddy some time to get his head right, and then uh, come back come back fighting. Well, it sort of goes back to that. Um, what, what was it? Um, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Sorry, went out of my head. Um, but yeah, if if his if he was dropped because he hasn't been performing, um, that that's only going to sort of well, you'd hope to think it would motivate him to sort of get back into the starting lineup. I think it goes one of two ways, doesn't it? I think some players react to it by sort of sticking their head in the sand and sort of curling up and going quiet, whereas some players will see it as an incentive and a kick up the arse to to really push themselves in training, get themselves in the gap of sports yeah. when they have the opportunity again to really play on and to push on and, you know, impress and get back to the standard that we know that they can produce. Um, that was, I personally, I think Reed is one of the latter. I think he, he's he got a real professional pride in what he does. And I think yeah. we'll ultimately, he will get back to what we know he's capable of. He's clearly a very talented footballer at this level. I think, Probably, I'd say the best footballer in the division. Well, I think he's, he's, up there he's, certainly, he's certainly up there. Um, look, we're talking about Reedy. Yeah, it, it'll be back. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Juddy, what do you reckon for Saturday, prediction-wise, and also, can you give us a team and the formation? My formation is not far off um, that one we just had there. Um, I think um, I would. I'd probably drop Reed at the moment. Like you said, there's got to be a reason. You know, they're, they're watching him in training. Um, he's obviously not been as good as he was in games. Um, 
so they're obviously monitoring that all the time and we have got we have got options this year whereas last year we probably didn't and and like um like someone said you know he'll um he'll probably come good at a time when we need him to come good um and we'll forget all about this little spell but i think um i think we'll be too strong for colchester um i just hope we kind of have a go at them you know they 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 don't really keep clean sheets be nice to just sort of get a goal early on and and sort of ease into it rather than struggling to break down sort of whatever they put in our way, two banks of whatever it is. But yeah, a nice early goal would be nice. But yeah, I fancy um I fancy a comfortable one on Saturday. I I think we'd we'd do a three or four nil. Like we'd do a spanking. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I said three one, but I would like to see a clean sheet. It would just yeah, be nice it'd, it'd be really nice to have two wins before we play those three tough games in a row you know take yeah. some of the pressure off because then you can kind of afford to lose one or two of them yeah um, but also if we go into those games with with some goals behind us and six points then tails are up a little bit aren't they I and mean, they are going to be they're going to be some, they're going to be tough games yeah 100% 100% yeah no I agree um, Mike what about you mate what do you reckon win on yes. Saturday um, I've, been, I've been keeping conspicuously quiet just because like I remember, I think it was like a couple of years ago, we played Colchester in the Cup and then we scored a 90th minute goal, invaded the pitch and then literally from kickoff, they scored another goal, um, <laughs> forced forced the second leg tie and then won, won the second leg. I was like, oh my God. Well, that, that was Cheltenham, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. Was that Cheltenham? Oh, I was getting mixed up. But yeah, it was uh, uh, Colchester, our bogey team. Personally, I, I would be happy as long as we put in a, a good performance. I'm going to I'm gonna tempt fate and go 1-0 loss. So hopefully the opposite happens. Oh, oh. Well, hopefully that, hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, it, it would be it would be a Swindony kind of thing to do to lose this game. But actually, this year, for all our faults, we, the games we've lost have been against decent sides. Yeah. So um, you'd like to think it'll be either a win or Puff one of those games where you just struggle to score. So yeah. hopefully, the well, I, 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 hopefully we sort of just go all all guns blazing, sort of. On the first whistle, uh, get an early goal, um, and then you know get a second goal after that. Because the longer we're uh, at one nil, the more nervous I get. Um, when it gets half time and we're only one nil up, I I can't watch. <laughs> well, I think on average we're going to go for a Swindon Town seven. Colchester nil then. <laughs> well, no, Joe, <laughs> Joe that, that that's your prediction. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll, we'll go six nil on average then. Yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> well, I think Ooh, ninety we've minutes. Got a, uh, we've got a little uh, Reedy listening and listening in. Have we? Look at we that. Sure do. Oh, Reedy, we love you, mate. Just have a bit of kiss arse at the end of the show. There, that was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, that's that's brought us to the end of our 90 minutes, lads. Um, thank you all for coming on. That was a great show. I think Fraser was amazing. Um, Lovely man. <laughs> absolute legend. Um, before we go, just a reminder to get your drawings in for our Draw to Win competition. Um, we've had quite a few drawings come in already. I mentioned last week that most of them, uh, I say 90% of them are of Johnny Williams. That's still the case. We're getting... <laughs> About fifty Willow entries a week. Well, he's he's quite easy to draw, and he just just. It's kind of cheating though. You lose. You're leaving out the hair. It's cheating. Well, well, you you got to draw a big beard. So. Well, 
That's true. We've had a few Jake Wakelins as well, actually. Yeah. Um, also had a soul brin, so... I'm a soul man. Oh, what a hero. Um, yeah, keep it in, guys, because uh, the draw will be made on the 1st of December um, for the prize to be given out for the 10th of December, which is their mascot prize for the home game against AFC Wimbledon. Um, so keep them firing and keep an eye out for our live show on Saturday. We'll be at the county ground again, live from the Legends, for the visit of Colchester, where a town will win 7-0. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. But yeah, thanks to the panel. Thank you to Fraser for coming on tonight. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, just a reminder, the Tom Robert Lounge is an independent fan's Twitter space. The views that are mentioned on here are not of those of Swindon Town Football Club or Sir Tom himself, unless he's on the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you later, y'all.